Chapter Ten of the Problem Club. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Problem Club by Barry Payne. The Threepenny Problem. Child's play said major byles that's what the problem is it is required to offer a half crown for a threepenny bus fare and to receive the change wholly in threepenny bits and you're not allowed to give the conductor anything or promise him anything as an inducement to let you have the nine threepennies it's my belief that you'd only have to ask in a civil way and any conductor would do it for you a more obliging set of men than the london bus conductors couldn't be found except perhaps the london police i don't call it a problem at all you'll all win of course and that will mean a comfortable tenor for every member of the club except myself just because i'm stuck up here in the chair it's scandalous he snipped the end of a cigar ferociously and lit it as if he took pleasure in its destruction which indeed may have been the case however i must do my duty and i'll call upon my reverend friend mr cunliffe to tell us what he has done about it my story is a sad one said the reverend septimus cunliffe it leads me to believe that our chairman has overestimated the amiability of the conductors and underestimated the difficulty of the problem i gave a half-crown for a threepenny fare and told the man that it would be a great kindness if he could let me have my change in threepenny pieces he never said a word but handed me a florin and three coppers did you hear what i asked you i said to him oh yes he said i heard if you want all them threepennies you'd better get them out of the blanky offertory bag next sunday extraordinary said the chairman something must have occurred to ruffle the man's temper did you find any difficulty bunford i failed absolutely said sir charles bunford no doubt i made a mistake in putting my request during the busy hour of the morning the conductor looked resigned but sardonic want it all in threepennies do you he said would you like them of any particular year i said that the date was immaterial any year would do that's all right he said then you can wait for next year's and he gave me a shilling a sixpence and ninepence in what is generally described at the inquest as bronze of course said the chairman it was a mistake to bother the man when he was busy and a little tact is wanted if i'd been in for this competition myself i shouldn't just have asked for my change in threepennies i should have given some plausible reason for wanting it 
with great respect sir said mr quillian i must differ from you i had the same idea and tried it i told the conductor that i had a bet that i would get my change entirely in threepennies i thought it would appeal to his sporting instinct all he said was you've lost then and gave me the change without as much as one threepenny in it seemed rather pleased about it too i'd much the same experience said dr alden as i gave the man my half-crown i mentioned that i was a collector of threepenny bits and asked him if he could help me he gave me two shillings and three pennies well he said if you like to step off at the bank of england and ask the chief cashier to give you threepennies for that little lot you can mention my name it's quite possible said the chairman that those conductors had not got the threepennies to give you i go for days sometimes without as much as seeing a threepenny bit it really looks as if the problem presented more difficulties than i had at first supposed did you manage to surmount them mr matthews can't say i did though i took a lot of trouble about it there's no two ways about it if you put an unreasonable request to a complete stranger whether he's a bus conductor or anything else you're likely to be sat on and not get what you want either i picked a bus in the slack time running nearly empty with a good-natured looking conductor i chatted with him for five minutes and got him friendly disposed towards me before i even mentioned threepennies then i asked him if he got many of them he said he took enough of them to fill a pint pot some days and wished he didn't they were finicky things to handle and easily dropped well that was a good start i gave him a half crown for my threepenny ticket and told him that i would be glad to take as many threepenny bits off his hands as he liked to give me said i wanted them for a young nephew of mine the man was quite willing and if anybody had offered me twenty pounds just then for my chance of winning the prize to-night i'd have refused it if anybody would give me twenty pence for the same chance at the present moment i'd jump at it the trouble came in just as the chairman has indicated the man looked through his silver and did his best for me but one solitary threepenny was all he could raise i got that one of course but one is not nine it was just rotten bad luck he said that nineteen days in twenty he could have given me a dozen of them but he supposed it had to happen so you called that bad luck said the honourable james feldane gloomily not half as bitter as mine we'll have the story of your failure jimmy said the chairman failure's nothing i've failed before and shall do again it's what happened afterwards that worries me all the same 
i don't know that i should have failed if i had simply trusted to my own judgment but the woman looked so smart and brainy that i let myself be influenced though she was really talking clotted nonsense you're getting on too quickly said the chairman to what woman do you refer how should i know i haven't an idea what her name is she was one of a pack of hens that i found cackling in my sister's drawing-room they were discussing their maids and how to manage them same as women have always done since the year one the brainy-looking one said that when she had a reasonable order to give a maid she always put it in the form of a request but if she had an unreasonable request to make to a maid she always put it in the form of an order she said that this always bluffed the maid out i thought there might be something in that bit of wisdom if you give an order in an ordinary way as if it were a matter of course it may get taken in that spirit anyway i thought i'd try it with the bus conductor i gave him my half-crown and said in my light and casual way threepenny ticket and give me my change in threepenny bits he didn't say anything he just glared at me if he had said anything it would probably have scorched the top off the bus he gave me my change with never a threepenny bit in it and then glared some more he'd got rather a good glare broke up my nerves anyhow but the next corner i hopped off now marked the sequel a little later i owed a taxi eightpence gave the man a half-crown and waited for my change sorry sir said the man but i shall have to give you six threepenny bits i've got no other silver and that's the way things happen when you want a thing you can't get it and when you don't want it it's chucked at you well really said the chairman without a blush as i foresaw this turns out to be a very difficult problem no interruptions please i know that i did not actually say that it was very difficult but it was in my mind it looked easy as i pointed out in my opening remarks but nobody knows better than i do that appearances are often deceptive i shall call upon our great expert and prize-winner mr pusely smythe i am confident that he will have realised the difficulties and taken his measures accordingly mr pusely smythe smiled grimly and sardonically thank you sir he said for your kind words i do not want to brag but i gave this problem my very earnest consideration and i do think that i realise some at least of the difficulties before me i saw firstly that it was possible and even probable that the conductor might not have nine threepenny bits to give me now some company promoters have found out that the best way to get gold out of a gold mine 
is to start by putting a little gold into it i adopted that principle i selected a certain bus on a certain route i arranged that on the journey just before i made my appearance no fewer than twelve passengers would pay their fares with threepenny bits it only required a little organization if you tell a human boy or even a human girl to take your threepenny bit pay a penny bus fare with it and keep the change you get willing service without any troublesome demand for explanations secondly i had to have a story to tell the conductor that would induce him to oblige me i was prepared to tell him that a friend had promised me that if i could collect a thousand threepenny bits for the london hospital he would add double that amount to it i noticed sir an unworthy expression of suspicion on the face of my learned friend mr quillian my story for the conductor was not only plausible it was actually true i was the man who had made that promise to myself if i am not my own friend who is further i was so absolutely certain of success that i remitted the sum in question thirty-two pounds ten shillings to the hospital and have a receipt for it when i deducted the thirty-two pounds ten shillings expenditure from the hundred and ten pounds prize i calculated that it would still leave a living wage for myself well that was the position i saw that there were two main difficulties in this problem and i had arranged to meet both of them quite so said the chairman as i've always said these things need to be worked out in a clear-minded and systematic way and the result was all right pusely smythe's smile was more sardonic than ever much depends on the point of view it was all right from some points of view punctually at the time i had fixed i took my seat on the top of the bus i had selected about a minute later the conductor came up to collect the fares i felt for my half-crown i had not got any half-crown i had no money on me whatever i had inadvertently left my money at home there was nobody on the bus to whom i could apply for temporary assistance well there was no help for it the conductor was weary but firm he told me to hop off the bus and not to try it on again i hopped it may have been all right from the point of view of the other competitors but from my own point of view it was less satisfactory and it only shows as we all know that you may lose your game by missing a perfectly easy shot mr wildersley ara had demanded threepennies from a conductor on the ground that he was collecting them the conductor had replied that he was there to take the fares not to supply 
private museums mr austin had met a most obliging conductor who however had no threepennies in his possession lord herngill and mr hesseltine had only contemptuous refusals to record this of course happened before the war in times when the gentler kindlier and more refined sex has charge of our public vehicles the problem might prove easy of solution well the chairman began it looks as if the whole lot of you duffers had failed here the secretary lord herngill whispered a few warning words in his ear and the chairman nodded assent yes he resumed it may look to you duffers as if the whole lot of you had failed but of course that would be wrong nobody has succeeded in getting nine threepennies in change but in that case the nearest approximation to that number wins mr matthews got one threepenny and conformed to the conditions nobody else even got one therefore i declare mr matthews to be the winner and the club cheque for one hundred and ten pounds will be drawn to his order jimmy feldane confided his private sorrows to his friend hesseltine i don't mind old matthews winning he's a genial old bird and what he doesn't know about the noble art of dining ain't worth worrying over but there is just one thing that makes me want to kick myself round and round this room till i get giddy when matthews told us his yarn he said he'd take twenty pence for his chance of the prize i ought to have been on to it in a flash if not sooner one and eight for a sporting chance of a hundred and ten pounds is good enough the more i think of it the more i see that i ought not to be allowed out except in charge of a nursemaid oh we all missed that chance said hesseltine maybe a little drink might do us some good while they were taking the medicine indicated the chairman read out the problem which was to employ them during the following month the fantastic editor of the pig keeper's friend had entitled it the q loan problem and its terms were as follows it is required in three days to borrow as many things as possible the name of each thing to begin with the letter q nothing counts for the competition if its name is on the list of more than one member no money may be given or promised in respect of any loan and to-morrow morning bright and early said jimmy i'm off to the zoo in a taxi to see if i can't borrow their quagga End of chapter ten